Like, I feel like Mario Kart's kind of had its day, and they've kind of done so much to it that, I don't know, I just don't really want to play it anymore. That, that's a bummer, because that takes away some of the some of the driving skill. I mean, I remember when when they took away the barriers on Rainbow Road. You know, and you're like, what oh yeah, you- was that on the '64? Yeah, and you're like, what are you doing? There, how am I supposed to stay on this thing? But when you would run laps, and you wouldn't fall off, it made you feel like an accomplished driver. Like that's right, I didn't even hit the brakes once. Yeah, if you can, if you can drive in Los Angeles downtown or on the freeways, or if you can drive in Mario Kart on Rainbow Road without falling off, you can pretty much drive anywhere. Yep, you could drive a. Hovercraft through a Swiss cheese hole if you wanted to. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. And welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 376. Sorry, I forgot uh, forgot what episode we were on there, even though I wrote up the agenda. Yield, how could you let me do that? I thought it was 375, so I'd, I'd have been worse. Yeah, I, like, we, we're getting up there so much that, uh, not only in age, but also in episodes, that we just, we just gotta be staring at the screen at our agenda before we announce anything, so we don't look like complete boobs to the audience. Boobs. <laughs> well, thank you, Beavis and Budhead, for joining us here on this episode of Trophy Horse. Uh, yield in the news this week: Kingdom Hearts three. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Hope you. I hope you got it because I sure didn't. I have a friend who posted uh, a picture of the the box art, and and uh, I wanted to ask him: Have you finished it yet? Because you know anybody who's playing Kingdom Hearts is playing like a shit ton of it every day and trying to get through it as soon as possible. Oh, absolutely. You know, that is the one series I've never gotten into. I think this is where the show misses Donnie the most. Yes. Uh, because you know his hot take on this game would be so good. Whether he loves it, whether he hates it. Like, with a game like he, that he's been anticipating for so long, I, I imagine he's either going to love it or hate it, because there's no middle ground with that. So I would just love to hear Donnie's hot take. He has been playing it a lot. Oh, just shit, yeah, he has. How long has he been waiting for it for? Half his life? Exactly. Donnie was just a, a wee lad. We were all wee lads when we first started uh, sending our letters, our, our Christmas letters to Santa for Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. A long time ago. Uh, well, it has been a long, long time since I've earned a trophy. Uh, things are not going to change this week. Although, Yield, I will update you. Uh, from the PlayStation Essentials sales that was, I actually might still be going on, I did actually buy a game using the money that you sent me for Christmas. It's actually the perfect amount. Oh, yeah? What'd you get? Actually, you know what? I'll talk about that and what we've been playing. I, I haven't cracked it open yet, but we'll go over that. Um, All right. Like I said, I haven't really... My trophy count's the same. It's level 31. Total trophy count of 6,819. A platinum count of 101 platinums in 100 games. So my my global and U.S. ranks as far as trophy hunting are uh, going down by the hour, by the day. Uh, but you know what? Hey, that's fine. I'm playing some games. I'm having some fun. Yield, could you please share your trophy count with our lovely listeners? So I'm a level 27. I'm a trophy count of 5695. So close to 5,700. And a platinum count of 86. Tricky is level 39. Total trophy count of 9,826. And a platinum count of 117. Steve is level 15. Total trophy count of 2,090. And a platinum count of 11. And Sid, the destroyer of everyone who ever hopes to win a trophy war. Sid is level 35. Total trophy count of 8,348 and a platinum count of 148. If we do another trophy war, I cannot believe we've never said this. If we do another trophy war, we call Sid. Oh, absolutely. He's already on the show, so we get Sid. Ha <laughs> ha. Sid, Sid would have more platinums. Like, over the course of five days, maybe, Sid would have more platinums than everybody else combined during the month. Oh, probably. 
Love that, Sid. All right, well, you know, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. I bought a new game on the PlayStation. Uh, it kind of, and I know that Tricky has been requesting or he's been encouraging me to play this game for a long time. So I'm sure I would have liked to have Tricky here when we discussed this or when I revealed this. I bought God of War because it was on sale for about 25 bucks. Oh, so you're play, playing, going to play the new one. Yeah, I know that I talked about this a lot and and, the, and how they should have stopped with God of War 3. I still feel that way because God of War Ascension, it was fine, wasn't great. Uh, just one of those games that you're like, you know what, that's not really, it's not as good as the other games. So this this shouldn't be here. But, you know, I've heard a lot about this game. You know, it's everyone says it's really good. So, you know, I am a God of War fan. I want to see, and, and like I said, you sent me the money. So for my Christmas present, it's it's basically free. So why not? Uh, I hear I've heard good things about it, and I, I you know God of War the Norse setting. Sure, I'll jump in. I think it is telling though that I have not played it. I've had it since Tuesday morning, and I still haven't played it. We're recording this on Sunday, so I'm getting close to a week of having it and not even playing it. So that kind of tells that's telling about how um, excited I am for the game because a lot of times I'll buy a new game and I want to play it right away. I, I want to try it right away. Uh, this one I'm willing to sit on for a little bit, but I do want to play it because, you know, it, it was on sale. It was a good price. So uh, I do want to, and I will be playing the new God of War. So you guys will finally get to hear my opinions instead of me bitching about how the game shouldn't have been made and how it shouldn't have shifted into a different period uh, or a different, like, area of the world. So you'll actually get my real thoughts on the game. Other than that, yeah, other than that, just playing some more Nintendo Switch. So for the past few weeks, it sounds like I should actually be a host on, or a guest at least, because um, there's only two hosts, but a guest on the Nintendo Dual Screens. But uh, Yield, yes. why don't you enlighten us and tell us what you've been playing. I know The Division 2 is uh, probably about a month and a half away from coming out. Uh, you've been talking about playing some of The Division. Uh, have you been actually playing any more of The Division or any more racing games? I've been playing some racing games. I have fired up uh, Dakar 18. I, I did a couple more legs in the stage. So, uh, I think go ahead. Have you have you platinum bound on Rush yet? No, not yet. And I I that that is another game I jumped back into and played for a while this weekend. I I have got uh, six trophies left before the platinum. The majority of those are now kind of the grindy trophies. I have to I have to finish out single player which some of the parameters to get all of the stars, and it even says this in some of the online guides, is some of it's luck, some of it is skill, some of it is a little of both. You know, because like sometimes they'll be like, um, like this one I was doing, driving the Enforcer, its rush ability is when you get in front of cars, it blinds them. When you get directly in front of a car, it blinds them. You know, so they can't see. Well, you had to blind six cars in one race. So it's kind of a matter of getting your rush ability built up and then make sure you've got kind of the cars all in front of you and then be able to kind of either they, they're packed together where you can kind of split the middle and get them both or to be able to kind of swerve across the track. Okay, I got this guy. I'm going to go over here and get this guy and so on and so forth. So I've got that to do. I've you know, to... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, and you'll probably agree with me. But luck-based trophies can kiss my ass. Yeah, they it's can. like trying to it's like putting a speed run in Uncharted. You just don't do it. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten overly frustrated. Other than sometimes I get mysteriously killed, but then I sometimes I've seen like the replay, and I've been like, oh, okay, well then that that's that's legit. Sometimes I've just mysteriously gotten killed, and I'm just like, I don't understand how. Mysteriously killed sounds like the next chapter of Murdered Soul Suspect. There you go. I'd buy that game. Yes, we both would. So I've uh, been playing Dakar 18, been playing Onrush. Uh, trophies, I need, I need that one. I need uh, 50 checkmate medals, which you gotta like bump a guy into an obstacle to wreck him, and that's considered... Uh, you got checked, and you need to do that three times to get a checkmate medal. 
but there's nowhere there's nowhere where to check to see how far along you are. You just kind of kind of keep doing it. I've got that. I've got to get uh, 200, like 30 pieces of gear, and it's different pieces. That old chestnut, huh? You've talked about that one before. Yeah. So I'm working. I'm just basically I'm I'm working on the grindy stuff where you just got you just got to keep going through. So I popped it in this weekend, messed around with it a little bit. Dakar 18, played some everybody's golf. I uh, There's an international tournament going on right now. I think it started on the 1st, goes through the 7th to qualify, and then the 8th through the 14th is the finals. So I need to hop on there and do my qualification round to see if I advance to the finals. Uh, been playing some Red Dead Redemption 2, getting into that. I'm up to Chapter 3 now. And uh, last night, I've been—I don't, I don't know why—I've got a lot of games I'm going on. I kind of almost feel like I'm bouncing between too many. But yeah, you know how sometimes you get that feeling—you want to play a new game. So I fired up Song of the Deep. I've actually—I've—I've—I've hundred percent that. I just sound like an idiot there. I have hundred percent of the trophies in that. There we go. That's—that's that's a lot better. Uh, good, good, really good game. Actually, I mean, I like the whole, it's Insomniac, I like the whole, uh, the art style, I like the, the theme of the game, I like playing it, gameplay's fun. Uh, the final boss, though, was uh, kind of a disappointment for me, and if you have a, fi- a disappointing final boss, I feel like that kind of taints the whole experience. I will let you know when I get there, I've gotten, really, the first the first boss, I be, but I'm past that right now, right now, I'm, I just, uh, the Deep Light. Not that that'll mean anything to anybody who hasn't played it, but that's actually that's probably like halfway through the game, maybe. That's kind of the feeling that I'm getting, and I'm probably I'm probably about halfway through. Yeah, it's been a few years since I played that, but I definitely do remember the deep light and that being like one of the the later things that you do in the game. But what are your I mean, what are your thoughts on the game so far? I really enjoy it. I I like how they've got the, and I'm probably using the accent wrong, but um like the Scottish narrator. I, I, I think that fits really well with the tone of the game. And I, and I like the visuals. Yeah. In general, like underwater exploration games are always super interesting because, you know, a lot of us have not actually been like, it's not like we can go to Disney world um, or Disneyland or, you know, a theme park or some part of the world. We can go to the grand Canyon a lot of us don't get to go to the bottom of the ocean or get to see what it's like. Life is like underneath the sea, so it gives people a lot more, uh, like a lot more freedom to just create and not have somebody saying, "Well, that's not accurate. That's not factual." Um, and it just seems like the the ocean and the water have always been like a very like at times scary, but a very mysterious and like intriguingly mysterious place. Like it's like, what's down there? I want to know what the fuck is down there. So a game, like any game that has underwater exploration, it's always like, it, it, I'm always drawn to that because it, it, like the city of Atlantis, like it's, it's such a cool concept and we, it's like, I, I want Atlantis to be real because an underwater sunken city, like ancient city just sounds so amazing. So if you can like put that into a game where I'm just like exploring underwater ruins, it's so much more fun than actually like exploring temple ruins on the surface. I, I concur. I, 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 I like going through the ruins and trying to find the path you need to go to. You know, there's that, there's that treasure I need. And it's point A to point B, but then as you're going there, you've got doors locked. So you have to traverse all the way around it to get there, to unlock the easy door, to get, you know, that would have been the easiest way to get there, but that's your way out. I just, I don't know. I, I really like it. It was a nice, uh, I won't say deterrent. Palette cleanser? Or, or that, or a nice change of pace for Insomniac, you know, from doing, you know, the ratchet and clank and all that. I, I, I like it. It flexes their developing muscles. Yeah, and there's a nice story in there, so it's not just all looks... There is there is a story in there, um, so there's a lot to draw you to the game, and you know I I liked Song of the Deep. I think I played it around the time that I played uh, Firewatch. 
enjoyed both those games. I know you're a big fan of Firewatch. You I love Firewatch. Yeah, but any underwater exploration game, like any movie, like creature features having to deal with sea monsters or any concepts like that, you see like the old world maps and like these very primitive sea monsters on there, something that would look like the Loch Ness Monster or something, dragons coming out of the water. Like all that's super interesting to me and I've always found myself like enjoying that. Like shark movies, anything like that, I've always really enjoyed. So if you put me in a game where I get to explore underwater, I'm there's a chance that I'm going to like it a lot. It's like putting a game in Egypt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna at least give you a second look and be like, "Yep, this might be, this might take my money. I don't know." But yeah, but yeah I love underwater things, which has made Bioshock and Rapture so interesting. Not only exploring underwater, but just this world built under the ocean. Like that was just, uh, just a uh, fantastic concept that I just dove right into. Speaking of underwater, have you seen Aquaman yet? I haven't seen Aquaman yet. I'm not, not. Uh, okay. No, I'm not big on the DC movies because quite frankly, like I'm a bigger Marvel fan than DC. I don't really like a lot of DC's heroes and just the quality of DC's movies. They, it seems like they're trying to rush everything to catch up with the MCU when the MCU's thing, like the seeds were planted very carefully and they knew what they were doing and they've always given such care to it. The DC movies, like Aquaman, like, looks really good like the underwater scenes look beautiful like the action looks intense it looks like a big awesome movie but dc has had that before where they entice you with their trailers and the trailers look good and you get to the movie and there's always something that makes it fall apart except for wonder woman that was kind of the one exception yeah it's i would say watch aquaman it's not as good as wonder woman but it was still a good movie okay i enjoyed myself for what it was I mean, it def like I said, definitely not Wonder Woman, but it it I would I would uh, probably put it up there above the Batman's that they that they've done recently. Huh. That's that's surprising. Uh, that, that makes me when you mention the underwater cities in Aquaman, makes me think less of Little Mermaid and more of like the Gungans in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> you remember how they used to like they had little speeder pods and they actually just fly into like the bubble? Yeah. Well, if uh, if you're looking for something else to kind of take your mind off all the racing games you've been playing, all right, and maybe something a little bit before the Division Two, uh, PlayStation Plus games for February have been announced. Uh, before we get into the games, they're actually expanding the cloud storage space to 100 gigs. Ooh, awesome! Yeah, so currently 10 gigabytes for PlayStation Plus members you can use to upload your saves to the cloud, but in February. It's going to 100 gigabytes, which, you know, I don't know about you, Yield. I've had to erase games from my PlayStation 4 to make room for new games, but I've never really had an issue with storage space on the cloud as far as game saves go. I don't believe I've hit my cap yet either. But hey, I mean, there might be some people who are. I mean, true. I mean, sure, there's plenty of people out there that play more PlayStation games than you and I do. I don't tend to buy a ton of new games. So, I mean, this obviously, there is a need for this. Sony's not just doing this for no reason. So uh, there's obviously a need for this. So in February, if you're, if you're running low on space on your, your cloud saves, 100 gigabytes is coming your way. So it's good, good for Sony for, you know, just expanding it by 10 times too. And that should, I figure 100 gigabytes for save files should, should do people pretty well. I, I would say you're good to go. Yeah. You gotta wonder though, how much of that is like space is old save files that people never use? Like, you know how you, I don't know if you ever did this, but like on the PS2 or the like or the original PlayStation, actually, when I beat a game, I would keep all the save data on my memory card because it was kind of like a trophy before we had trophies. Yeah. So like, how many people could just go through and just get rid of old save files they're never gonna play and just clear up more than enough space in ten gigs? Oh, probably a lot. I mean, maybe we still maybe we still have that mindset of you know a finished game save file is kind of like a trophy, one that we can't initially show off to people. But in my, our minds, we know it's there. Good for Sony for for doing something that's uh, obviously very very customer based. There that that or I just had a thought that or they're testing something or setting up for something that's coming down the pipeline. That is a very good thought. I don't really know what else you could be using cloud saves for. Because 10 to 100 seems like a big jump, you know? It, it almost would seem like, well, here's 25. Yeah. I mean, if you double it, I mean, if 
if uh, if 10 gigs has lasted this long, I mean, you figure, yeah, 25 would be good enough just doubling it. But, I mean, you're right. It is a pretty big jump. I just don't know what they could be doing. I mean, obviously, a lot of the talk in the industry is a lot of things moving to the cloud, uh, a lot of stuff, you know, not necessarily being, you know, at, on your end, like hardware not on the customer's end, but basically things being streamed to your television or your devices from another location. I just don't know what they could do with someone's personal cloud data that would necessitate that much space. I don't know either. I just, I don't know. It's it, Like I said, just a thought. The, the, this would be where the more technical people like Tricky would have a, a more of knowledge of whether or not my hypothesis has any bearing or weight to it. To be fair, though, as we get on in technology, storage space becomes increasingly cheaper. You know, I remember, you know, getting like a hundred gigabyte Western digital hard drive, which I still, after all these years, I've probably had it for 10 plus years. I still haven't filled it up even maybe a fifth of the way. But storage space is cheap and it's getting cheaper and cheaper as time goes on. So maybe this is just Sony saying they're looking at their data, they're looking at their, their users and they're like, okay. We can make this jump pretty cheap, and then we don't have to make another technology leap for years and years and years. This like this 100 gigs will do good for a long, long time, so we don't have to deal with it in the future. And that, yeah, that could be But I certainly well. won't throw out your hypothesis, hypothesis, hypothesis that this is going to set up Sony for something else. I think that's something to consider. I just don't know what they could use it for. Neither do I, but it just, I don't know. I, I get that feeling that, that it's, it's it's for something else. Well, it's kind of a big announcement alongside some some big games announced for the February free games. Um, the first, like the headliners, of course, are the, the PlayStation Four games. For Honor from Ubisoft that is going to be coming for free in February, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I would definitely love to to get in there. Let me ask you a question, Yield. Between okay. the factions, among all the factions in For Honor. Would you rather be a Viking, a knight, or a samurai? Probably a knight, with with Viking being right underneath there. And and and, and nothing against samurais, but is there? There's just there's just something about a knight and and the I don't know if I want to say barbaric or the ferocity the ferocity of a Viking that make them just like neck and neck. Yeah, I would have to go with Viking, although I've always played almost like all my games, my action-adventure games. I've played kind of like the style that I'm Kratos in every game where I'm just going to go just put my head down and just go like a bull. I'm just going to go hard. I'm going to berserk it. And that's kind of the way I've always played games. I've gotten a little less so, do a little more guarding, a little more defensive uh, in the past few years. But mostly it's been like I'm playing God of War all the time and I'm just trying to crush everything. So the Viking would probably be perfect for me. Plus, the picture of the Viking has a pretty pretty sweet battle axe, and I do like myself some battle axes. But you can make your choice on what you're going to play as in For Honor starting in February, early February. By the time you are hearing this, you will likely have had the opportunity to download it, so choose your sides wisely. Although, like I said, it's really... You can't really pick wrong between a Viking, a Samurai, or a Knight, just whatever your style is. Hitman, the complete first season, is also coming to PlayStation Plus for free this month. I know that Hitman's popular. It's a long-running series. I'm not a huge fan of Agent 47 and all his uh, all his deeds, but, you know, Hitman is a big game, so, like, you know, it seems like February... I remember there was a February, maybe five or so years ago, where they released uh, Bioshock Infinite and Devil May Cry DMC for PlayStation for us freebies. So Sony, after the holidays, does seem to uh, to like to give us the heavy hitters. So, I mean, this is a big month for Plus. It is, it is, and a, and a couple of really good games. I'll have to decide. I picked up the definitive edition, I think, of Hitman for like 20 bucks at GameStop. So I'll have to do a little bit of research to see if if the version we're getting from Plus, if the version we're getting from Plus is the same that I got from GameStop, I might take my GameStop one back and say, hey, I got this for a gift. I want my 20 bucks back. I mean, it does say Hitman the Complete First Season. I just don't know if that com- like includes all of the DLC or anything that might have come alongside of it. So, I mean, 
But for Honor, I remember playing the beta and I remember enjoying what I was playing, but I was frustrated because there was just some things that just wasn't clicking with me. And I don't know if that was because I was playing on the last day of the beta and I was just trying to play it to, to say I gave it a try and so therefore I couldn't fully enjoy it. But I'm glad we're getting it for free. I, I would I would like to take another crack at it. Well, it's a it's a PvP game, so I'm assuming that most of the battles take place online. Like, there's not couch co-op for this game, is there? Uh, I believe like there is a single player for it, but I believe that the meat of it is online. Okay, and that is probably going to turn a lot of people off. I mean, it's free, so you know whatever. But that probably will turn some people off if your main uh, the meat of your game is going to be PvP, because a lot of people just don't like to play online. That is true. But, you know, two quality games here coming out for February, so not really can't really complain if you're a, a PlayStation Plus subscriber. The other games in the lineup, and before we um, go on with this, these games will actually be available for free into March, because um, actually March 8th, they will be free until March 8th, because... As a reminder, you know, next month, after March 8th, PS3 and PS Vita games will no longer be part of the February free games. Or, sorry, not February free games, but the, the PlayStation Plus games offered every month, the Instant Game Collection. So, these will be the last games that you will get from PlayStation Plus for free for the PS3 and for the Vita. The PS3 games are Dry- Dive Kick, it's a cross-buy, actually, with the Vita, and Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. So, they're going out with a bang there with uh, an MGS game. For the Vita, we both of these games are also crossed by with the PS4. Gunhouse and Rogue Aces. So it's nice that they're offering three games that are crossed by. Not only that, but you're also getting Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. So if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 4 before, they're giving it to you for free. Awesome. So I would say this is a very good lineup of games for February. So good job, Sony. I think this will excite a lot of people. You know, For Honor is one of those games that people you know may have heard of but didn't want to try. This gives them that ability to step in there and just kind of, kind of see what it's like. Yeah, I'm I'm really pleased with what we're getting for February. So that means that here March or April is going to start going downhill for a little bit because that's just kind of how it always goes. But not to be a Debbie Downer, they always seem to give you another good boost right before summer. Hey, here's something to play through the summer months. Great month of games for PlayStation Plus. The freebies this month. Nothing to complain about, although there have been quite a few complaints about an email that Ubisoft sent out, which is a promotional email for The Division 2. As we mentioned earlier, Division 2 is coming out in March, March 15th on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. You know Tricky's getting that day one and playing a t- as much of it as he possibly can. But Ubisoft has recently had to send out uh, apologies. They've apologized via email. This story comes from Eurogamer. And uh, basically, Ubisoft has gotten a lot of complaints because they, in a subject line of an email promoting Division 2, they said, come see what a real government shutdown looks like in (laughs) private beta. So, as you can imagine, Ubisoft has apologized for this, but not necessarily the most tactful thing to send out. Of course, we have recently been uh, through a government shutdown here in the U.S., where a lot of federal employees you know, had uh, to go without paychecks for a while, and um, it was it was not a good situation, you know, especially over the things that our polit- politicians were arguing about, but it was, it was not a good situation. A lot of people went without paychecks, uh, and, you know, money is one of those things in life that can really cause a lot of stress, financial stress, tears apart families, it tears apart relationships. So, you know, I think that this is one of those things that Ubisoft definitely should have apologized for. Uh, They said that they didn't mean to make light of it or, you know, all the stress that the shutdown caused. Of course, we're still on the – there's still the potential for us to go into shutdown again. Uh, But Ubisoft has apologized for it. Yield, I'm assuming that you are thinking along the same lines that I am and where this was pretty warranted. Well, I (sighs) – no, I'm more of the – I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50. I, I totally understand why the apology came through, you know, of it. We, we, we had just kind of reached a truce 
so to speak, to open the government back up. A lot of people were working without paychecks, so they got to get their back pay. And you know, there was a lot of people not getting paid. That's not cool. So wait, wait, hold on. Did they even offer back pay? Yes. They told them when the government reopened that they would get paid for the days that they worked. So they will get paid. It was just a matter of when they would get paid. So that all being said, I gotta say, from the other side of the coin, that's a good bit of, of promotion. It was just some bad timing. Yeah, I mean, it It may tie to things within the, the story of the game and what's going on in the game, but, you know, that was... The shutdown was a stressful time for a lot of people. You know, our, our politicians bickering like idiots. But really, it wasn't the politicians that were hurt. It was the people, the government employees who didn't get paychecks to help, you know, feed their families, yeah. you know, pay bills, pay off credit cards. Like, th- those people, like, if you went through that... Uh, I would. I can totally understand. Yes, you would not find it as funny as me sitting here going, "Huh, I, 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 I see what you did there. That's funny." No. Yeah, because you know, somewhere there's somewhere there's someone reading the story. They're like, "Real government shutdown, bitch! I didn't get money for thirty days or thirty plus days. What are you talking about?" Yeah. Uh, what What are you talking about? That's not funny. I. Yeah, yeah that no, was a real I, shutdown. I'll show you a real foot up your ass. You send out another email like this again. I totally agree with everybody who who is upset uh, upset about that. I'm I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying from the other side of the coin, the way the division works, you know, seeing what a real government shutdown would do, I I, I see the angle that they were playing, and maybe although they say they wasn't the little jab at the government. So I find it funny in that instance, but if you're sitting on the other side of the coin where you were a government employee, that's not cool, man. I don't think it was malicious in any way by no, Ubisoft. I just think it was better off not sent out. Yes, n- not at this time. If if if, ever, if if we if we hadn't gone back into if if we don't go back into another shutdown, you might have been able to get away with it at launch. Yeah, and you know. If Ubisoft really wants to appease us, then they will send us what uh, the details of what they're working on for the PlayStation 5. Now, PlayStation 5 dev kits are out in the world. Some of the biggest developers, the 30 party developers, have them. Don't really know what they're working on, but... They're working on something! Yep, according to... I uh, was watching an episode of The Fix on IGN, and the uh, Sony's first-party studios are shifting their exclusive focus to the PlayStation 5. Death Stranding! Yeah, there's a lot of people wondering if that game's going to come out for PlayStation 5. It also makes you wonder Last if... Last of uh, Us 2. Last of Us 2, that's the other big one. So, uh, you, you know, with this news that uh, the PlayStation 5, you know, it's kind of like all the firepower is going to PlayStation 5. Now, you'll probably still get some really good games for the 4 that's not like the PlayStation 4 is going to dry up. But this makes you wonder if Days Gone is really going to be the last big exclusive for the PlayStation 4... Now, they may have games, like, sometimes Nintendo will put a, new, a game on its new console and then also make it compatible with the old console. You know, it, it makes you wonder if somebody's going to do that, split that up here, where they're going to have... I can I can see that with The Last of Us. Depend, depending. Or, or you know, they could they could do what they did with the PlayStation 4, which is re-release The Last of Us, or the la- yeah. they could release The Last of Us 2 for the PlayStation 4 and then make a an updated version for the 5 later on down the road. I can see them, depending on how close they are with this game, or depending on when the 5 comes out, that you're either going to get, you know, both. You know, here's the 4, and then a few months later, here's the 5 version. Or it'll all just get shifted over to the 5. I do kind of seem to think that Days Gone will be the one of the last big ones, because there's been a lot... Even even before we got a confirmed release date, there has been a lot of focus on Days Gone. There has been. You know, well, we need to clarify that the, the Daily Fix, the episode uh, from IGN that I'm pulling this from, the, the news, or the, the suggestion that Sony's top exclusive, uh, their priorities now are shifting more to the PlayStation 5 for their top exclusives. It came from an analyst, so I don't. This did not come from a Sony representative themselves, but you know, given that the PlayStation 
dev kits are out there, the PlayStation 5 dev kits are out there, and we've been talking about PlayStation 5 for what seems like a year now, uh, it's, it's probably a pretty good guess that they're going to be shifting their focus and their biggest games to the PlayStation 5. Well, we made this comment, I, I know we made it on the show, probably right after E3. You know, we, we said that, you know, Insomniac had uh, Days Gone, or not Days Gone, Insomniac had Spider-Man. Sucker Punch is doing Ghost of Shishima. Ghost of Shishima. And then Sony's been pushing really hard for Ben Studios Days Gone. Now we know Naughty Dog's got Last of Us 2, and you know Hideo has got uh Death Stranding, which everybody's pretty much thinking that's a five game. You haven't heard a lot about Last of Us since E3. So I would even say that a strong case could be made that that's going to be a five game, depending on if, you know, what happens this year at E3. If you don't get here anything like a, like a release date for the five, I know Sony's not going to be at E3. So around that time, if you don't hear a release date for Last of Us 2, I'm thinking that might get pushed off to a five game and your last Big four games where you're going, you're going to get Days Gone and uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. You know, one of the things I could see if we're getting close enough to the PlayStation 5 launch and Sony, because Naughty Dog, they're going to put a lot of care into The Last of Us 2, so they're going to take the time to make it great. I can see Sony, if it's getting close enough, that they'll push it to the 5, because think about that. If that's one of your launch titles and you somehow get Death Stranding together as a launch title, you know, as people always talk about not having any games to play at launch, that would, it'd be like, hey, come buy a PlayStation 5, these are the games we have for you. That would, I mean, those would be system sellers, especially with how much people love Hideo Kojima. I just, Sony has a precedent where they do release big games for a console before the leap to another console. The Last of Us, the original The Last of Us, was, you know, it was released before the PS4. I mean, it, they, they didn't push that. It was one of the, the final big games for the PS3. You had, on PS2, you had God of War 2. Sony could have pushed God of War 2 onto the 3. It wasn't that it wasn't that far before the release of the 3, but they still put it on the 2. So I'd say that Sony's precedent, once they announce a game, is more so to keep it on the console that they've been pushing while it's announced. So I think that's where Sony's precedent is. Doesn't mean that won't change, but until I see otherwise, I'm going to believe that The Last of Us 2 is coming for the 4, and that the that um, Death Stranding is still playing for the 4. Um, you know, like we said, with The Last of Us, they made an updated edition for the 4, so they could always do that on the 5, The Last of Us 2, and then, hey, if you've been holding off on a PlayStation, we've got the another edition for you ready to go on the 5. And I and I, I I see that as a plausible uh, path as well, because you know with the release of God of War, Sony Santa Monica, what are they working on now? You know that they're shifting to five. So if you know we're talking about the five release next year or two years from now, you potentially have a Sony Santa Monica game lined up right at launch for the PlayStation and Sony. It seems like every video game console has one big game at launch. Sony Santa Monica could be that big game with Naughty Dog working on Uncharted, Ben Days Gone, Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch. You know, Dreams is another game that's supposed to be coming for the 4. That would take up Media Molecule, so you would assume that Media Molecule would not have a game ready for PlayStation 5 launch. The, 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 we've hit just about all the developers. The only thing we haven't hit up is Gorilla. That's right. And, you know, okay... Let's go ahead and say it now. Gorilla's going to be making Horizon 2. If it's not Horizon 2, I'm going to be shocked. Because I'm not going to say any spoilers, but the end of that game was setting up Horizon 2. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you've got to think Horizon 2... Horizon was 2017. Horizon 2 could be the big launch game also. For, for 2020, yeah. For the 5. So I think that right now, that you know we can say that they can push these games, but I think The Last of Us 2 and Death Stranding are still playing for the 4, when you could have Sony Santa Monica and Guerrilla Games working on two big launch games for the 5. But, 
you know, one of the nice things that's come out in a patent, and, you know, this is another thing I saw in the Daily Fix at IGN, a uh, pat- patent that Sony has filed would allow for backwards compatibility for all PlayStation games on the PlayStation 5. So all wow. legacy games, you know, disc-based games that you could actually load into your 5, you could play those on the uh, the PlayStation 5, hopefully, if, if the patent comes to fruition. Now, a lot of times, patents are just made so nobody else can take the idea, and, you know, a game company can just control that idea and no one else can take it. But if this came to fruition, this would be amazing. Now, I don't know if downloadable games would be included in that, but if you have a game, you know, like I have Crash Warped from my original PlayStation disc, it would be nice to be able to pop that into my PlayStation 5. You know, I don't even care if I played the Insane Trilogy last year. If I could pop that game and all my PS2 games, Ratchet Clank Up Your Arsenal, Twisted Metal Black, if I could actually put those into the PlayStation 5 and play them, that would be amazing. That, that would be awesome. And it would also be cool, like, if, let's say, you were holding off on a 5, you know, because, you've been, you you know, you're, you're, you're forced fine. You got a backlog. I'm sure most of us have backlogs. I got a huge backlog. So I'm working through my backlog. I'm, I'll buy a 5 when, when I get to it. Your 4 dies. You know, just, it, it happens. You could buy a 5. And still play your four games. So not that a lot of people use backwards compatibility. I remember when Sony walked away from it. The argument that they made was, well, nobody really uses it. And at the time, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I didn't use backwards compatibility as much as I thought I would. But man, the, the, fact, well, that backward- my, the fact that my option was gone was what sucked the most. Well, backwards compatibility is a nice concept that we all look at a, at a console, and that was one of the big selling points for the PS2 and in the early days of the PS3. Problem is, is that there are still new games coming out, and our backlogs are already big enough where the chances that you're actually going to have the time to go back and play an old game or want to, as opposed to a newer game or a game you've been played, it's going to be pretty slim. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice to have, but, you know, my thing is, if they allow for backwards compatibility for digital and disc games... You know that'll be that'll be best case scenario. But if the digital games are not backwards compatible, you got to wonder: Does that make people reconsider going back to physical media as opposed to downloading games? Because my thought is, Sony and Microsoft would want to push people towards digital downloads as opposed to disc-based games, because then you don't have to have GameStop or Walmart or whoever selling your games; they can just buy them directly from you. I would th- I would think that where we're at with technology today that you would be able to make down downloaded games backwards compatible as well. Yeah. The, uh, there were two names on the patent and, uh, one of them, uh, was Mark Cerny, who was the lead architect for the PlayStation four. So, you know, like I said, this patent may never come, nothing may ever come of this, but the fact that, you know, it's actually, Sony's actually exploring it and actually putting it out there and trying to protect the idea that's at least something, especially after they've, you know, when was the last time we had backwards compatibility? It was on the, the like, the first... The first runs of the three. Yeah, the first edition of the three. And we haven't had it, you know, for years since then. And even though the four didn't have backwards compatibility, people still bought it. It's a better sell. you know, it'll probably end up being a better selling console than three. So I think that in the end, it'll excite a lot of people that backwards compatibility could potentially be back, but it's not... It's not going to be the thing that actually drives Sony to success. It's going to be the games that they make in their first-party studios. That's it's the same thing always. I mean, we're, we're not going to lie. When Microsoft came out, what was it two years ago? And basically, like a slap in the face of Sony, yeah, be like, and, "Hey!" And said, "Hey, listen, all those three sixties and, and Xbox games that you guys got, you know what? You can play them on the one. We're going to start opening them up, and we're going to do the same thing with. I think even the digital. You know, you could you could." you know, download them. And it's like, what? And a lot of people were very excited about that. And even though Sony was just kind of like, no, this is the stance that we're taking. You can see the buzz that it created then. And as they added games to that library, it, it generally got a buzz every time. Oh, I, I can do this now. So I'm, I am surprised that Sony's doing it, but I'm also, 
you know, or I shouldn't say that they're doing it. They're considering it. And I, I applaud them for it. Well, for better or for worse, Sony has always done what they've wanted to, whether it was a stupid move or not. PR slip, you know, trying to... It worked out in the end, but trying to force Blu-ray, the, the Blu-ray versus HD video war that went on in the early days of the PlayStation that made the PlayStation so... Or one of the things that made it so expensive. But, I mean, they've always done what they thought was best, regardless of what how they thought the fans would react. So, you know, they could, probably could go on without backwards compatibility... It's it's been kind of a trend where okay we well, can't play this game but we're just going to re-release it for you know the console. It's one of those things where developers have gotten into the mindset where they instead of making thing making sure we can play have the license to play a game on every console, we now have to buy an entirely new version of that game to play it on the newest console. It would be nice to see that go away. Well, it would, and um, I point at uh, harmonics. When they came out with Rock Band 4, you know, one of the first things they said was, hey, you know all them songs that you've been supporting us with and that you bought? You can play them on the 4. You own those. And, you know, that that was, everybody was like, what? You know, so I, I do think that a lot of people would, you know, I, I bought this. If I can keep playing it from console to console, that makes your console more valuable to me. Yeah, it, it's a nice thing to have. I, you would rather have the option than not have the option. I, at the I same agree. time, though, it's not going to stop me from from buying a console. And you know, as much as I would love to just put Twisted Metal Black into a console because I now don't have a PlayStation Two anymore, I literally can't play that game on anything. I just keep the disc because I love that game so much. But if I could pop that in, you know, even fifteen minutes, you know, every six months or something like that, that would still be nice. Now, I guess Sony has to weigh the cost of implementing that technology with how much is people how much people are going to play it or use it, because at this point, you don't really think about it, but Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo have user data. They know what we're doing. They know what we're playing, like just like Netflix does. They know what we're watching. So they're making, they're weighing their options as far as financials goes, and they say, is it really worth it for us to keep spending money on this technology if people aren't using it? Think of like servers for old games. Multiplayer games, well, there may be some people that still want to play a game, but it's not financially viable anymore because you've got three games released since then, and you don't want to keep playing for servers for games that people aren't playing on in mass. No mas. So, it seems like... No, I did not say no mas, you. <laughs> it's, it seems like this is... I, I don't think there's anybody who owns a PlayStation or a PlayStation game that would not love to see backwards compatibility on the 5. I would like to see it. I think we would all love to see it. I just don't know how much we're going to use it. I, I totally agree with that statement. All right, well, folks, that is going to bring us to the end of this episode of Trophy Horrors. Sorry, we we I, for those of you hoping for some uh, some Kingdom Hearts three. Sorry, Yield and I are not into that. No. Nope. Hopefully, you know what? We should see if Donnie's available and try to get him on the show just so he can talk about it. Because I know, I know he could sit and do like a podcast for like six hours about how like the first hour of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, absolutely. But well maybe, well, maybe we'll have to, to see, entice Donnie, throw some chum on the water and see if we can get the great white shark back here on the show again. Yeah, Open a can but, of dog food. Oh, God, he cooked it on the stove. <laughs> he cooked it on the stove. Crazy son of a bitch. All right, well, we're going to do some housekeeping. We're going to clean this shit up and get out of here on episode 376. I had to say it again, just so people know that I hadn't forgotten which episode that we were on. As always, we are looking for help. There is a Help Wanted tab on the front page of the website. That is ProvingGamer.com. Go click that link. Fill out the application that Tricky has put forth. Tricky's had a lot of stuff going on in his personal life, so if he can't get back to you right away, then just give him some time. He'll get back to you. We promise. If you are an aspiring writer, podcaster, video editor, or news reporter, if you've got skills in any of those Segments, we want you to join ProvenGamer.com. So again, go to the website, hit the Help Wanted tab, and Tricky will get back to you as soon as he can. If you watch Twitch, please watch our Twitch channel. We're streaming all the time. You can check out, if you're on Discord, we we announce when we're on Twitch streaming. Our channel is twitch.tv backslash ProvenGamer. If you want to get a hold of us, we have Twitter accounts. The There's uh, at ProvenGamer. There's also at TrophyHorrors. Tricky is at Tricky Mick. I'm at Sonosaurus Rex. Steve is at Bad Child 27. 
Sin is at Synergy, and Yield is at I Yield to No One. I feel the need to spell SIDS every week because I feel like it's it would be hard as hell to find SID if you didn't know how to spell it. Synergy, S-I-D-D-E-R-N-E-Y. I apologize to you if you tweet at me or you mention me on Twitter and I don't get back to you. I only got in there only every so often, every so mostly often. just to kind of complain about something wrong with the game I'm playing or to make fun of a celebrity that says something stupid. Email. We also have an email if you prefer to get in contact with us that way. Trophyhors at ProvenGamer.com is our email. Phone number. Yield, what's the phone number they can call? 330-PROVEN-9. 330-776-8369. Yep, if you want to get in contact with us, tell us how great we're doing, how terrible we're doing. We also have a Facebook page, Trophy Horrors Facebook page. Please join us on there. Give us a like and join the conversation. We're posting goofy stuff all the time. If you have questions for the show, questions for the host, you can post it there and we will read it on air. Poking fun at Tricky. It's 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 a uh, a very favorite pastime, it, like it, going it hunting or throwing the frisbee. People just love to. We just pick on Tricky. Poke the bear, as poke, you would poke, say. Poke the bear. If you like Trophy Horrors, why don't you check out our other gaming podcast, PG Spoilers. We recently released an episode on God of War, so there you go. I'm getting ready to play God of War, so obviously it's not something I wouldn't want to listen to, but if you, already, if you put a bow on God of War, go listen to PG Spoilers and see what everyone thought about the big twist in the game, you know, all the things that happened here, there, and yonder. Nintendo Dual Screens with Steven and Andy. If you're a Nintendo fan, you say, hey, there's not enough or any Nintendo love on Trophy Horse, except when Alex mentions he's been playing the Switch. Go listen to Steven and Andy on Nintendo Dual Screens as well. You can also listen to The Game Stuff, which is a more generalized gaming podcast here on Trophy Horse. You can find all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, various podcast applications, Google Play, Tune in, and if you are a listener on Spotify and iHeartRadio, you can find both Trophy Horse and Nintendo Dual Screens on both of those um, devices. Both of those. Well, it's not really applications. Device. Uh, applications. There we go. I was looking for a good word, and it was just staring me right in the face. We have three PlayStation Four communities, so if you're on the four, you can connect with us there. Yield. Why don't you tell them about what we got going on the PlayStation Four? So the site has one proven gamer. I've got one called Platinum Guild, where you can come, post your latest Platinum, encourage people, congratulate. There there are quite a few people, uh, quite a few people in, like, we got around like 30. I think that's uh, quite a few for for me, I guess. And uh, there are a handful that are well over 100 Platinums. That's just mind-boggling. I'm in the 100 Platinum group. You are in the 100 Platinum group. I may get there this year i don't know we'll see um well you're planning for at least one a year i'm I'm planning one a month oh sorry sorry yeah one a month so you would at least get 12 theoretically so theoretically i had 16 last year so it is possible i'm at what am i at 87 so yeah it's possible 17 would do it and then the show has one called t-dubs brothel because the brothel is where the hoes hang out, or the whores hang out. And since Shuhei won't let us say whores, it would be really awkward to have a community called Trophy Star 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 Star. Yeah, we're Trophy Whores Yield, not Trophy Hoes. Not Trophy Hoes. <laughs> also, train! if you want to reach 100, you just got to go, go extra balls to the wall for one month. Two platinums in one month. Yeah. I may not be great at math, but that is math that I can do. That is. I've got some games that I haven't played that I could do that with. I've got uh, several smaller games. You know, I got... uh, I just picked up Psychonauts, and I've got Grim Fandango in my backlog that I haven't played yet. And I've got... I don't know if What Remains of Edith has one. I got Through the Flame and Flood. I've got some smaller games that are in my library that I haven't dove into yet that I could probably knock some Platinums out pretty quick. So I'm, I'm trying to work those in plus play my big titles at the same time. I believe in you. You can do it. I can Unless do it. you have some fear of the number 13, in which case you might be in a little trouble there. No. Just a number, man. 
Just a number. Yield is not, he doesn't have any superstitions. Oh, well, well, actually, before we get out of here, are there actually any superstitions that you are mindful of? Are you afraid of any of those? Like black cats, do you care if a black cat passes your, no. uh, your, cross your path? Or do you ever walk under ladders? Oh, I walk under ladders all the time. That, 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 that one never really bothered me. I'm just, uh, you know what? I probably the broken mirror one. Seven years of bad luck for breaking a mirror? Seven years of bad luck for breaking a mirror. I do my darndest not to break a mirror. If I do, I just chuckle about it and and go and go about it. Because I'm like, well, there ain't nothing you can do about it now. Seven years of bad luck, here it comes. But <laughs> listen, listen to this guy over here with his devil, devil may care attitude. But why why that one above all the other ones? Yeah, I don't know. I've never a black cat walking across your path. I mean, what are you going to do? Circle back to where the cat veers a different direction and then walk that way? I mean, unless you turn around and and totally walk the other way and never go that way again, that cat's already walked across your path. You wait an hour, does the path disappear? I mean, it's, it's already there. Underneath a ladder? I never really got it. I'd walk underneath a ladder, look up, nope, nothing happened to me. You know, so that one never really phased me. Friday the 13th, as a kid, maybe it phased me now. It just seemed like that's a day where all the weirdos come out. You know, and, and if things do go awry on that day, be it at work or whatever, I, you just kind of chuckle and go, well, yeah, it's Friday the 13th. I guess it's expected today. You know what, Yield? I think we found out how it's going to happen to you. Uh, it's going to be because of a ladder on Friday the 13th. That's how you carrying carrying a mirror with a black with a black cat crossing my path. I'm going to get hit with all of them. No, what's going to happen is you're going a black cat is going to cross your path in the morning. You're going to break a mirror and that's going to bring on the hell storm at the end of the day. At the end of the day. I'm going to walk under a ladder and die. We knew him well. Yeah. He, many many years all the from warning now. signs were there and he just carelessly walked ignored them all. All right. Well, we we're gonna, we're gonna get off the subject of death and talk about very lively things <laughs> here with our sponsors. We are proud to be partnered with the Humble Bundle. If you don't know what the Humble Bundle is, it is a charity initiative that bundles games together. Uh, usually, the value is over two hundred dollars. Bundles games together and puts them up to um, for sale. You can name your price. All the money goes to charity. Uh, the um, there are tiers to each bundle, so the more you pay, the more games you get. But if you want to pay, say, $2 for three games or something like that, you can you can kind of name your price for the bundle. But again, the more money you pay, the more games you'll get from the bundle. They also have sales on games every month. So go to HumbleBundle.com and check out what they have for this month. I always post the link to Proven Gamers Humble Bundle page in every show description that we have for every episode. So if you want the specific link for that, you more you can find it in the show description for this show and every show. We are also sponsored by Amazon. So Amazon.com, you shop there probably, you buy a lot of stuff from there. It's just easier to shop from Amazon than actually go to a store these days. Before you do that, before typing it into your address bar, go to ProvenGamer.com. We have a link to Amazon.com on our website. And we just ask that, you know, only got to do it once. Go to, to PrimitiveGamer.com, click that link, it'll tra- tra- you, take you straight to Amazon.com. You can do all your shopping there, anything you want to get. It also does help us, uh, you know, with the podcast and, you know, just Proven Gamer in general. So if you could do that for us, we would really appreciate it. Uh, we also have a Patreon page. And again, I don't have access to the tiers. So we're going to, once again, let Tricky tell you all about that. And then Extra Life. All right, so this year it is on November 2nd, and if you don't know what Extra Life is, go to the website extra-life, extra-life.org. It's a essentially a charity initiative where you play games for an entire day, and you collect sponsorships or donations, however you want to look at it, for your gaming marathon, and those donations go to a Children's Miracle Network hospital of your choice. The way it works is you go to the website, you sign up to play on a team, create your own team, or play solo, however you want to do it. Then you pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent. From there, you start collecting donations, tell friends and family, coworkers what you're doing. 
Tell them to support you on November 2nd for your gaming marathon. Really, the most important thing you can say is that 100% of the donation that you give me for my marathon is going to the hospital that I'm opting to represent. The motto for Extra Life is play games, heal kids, and there's really no better example of a win-win situation in this world. Helping people and playing video games for an entire day. Pretty damn great. So that is going to be the end of the show for this week. But uh, before we get out of here, I definitely want to give a big shout out to our Patreon producer, Felicia Staff. Thank you very much, Felicia, for your continued support of Trophy Whores. Yield. Yeah. Shout outs for this week. So I would like to give a shout out, as always, to the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Uh, Without you, the show would not be 376 episodes strong. Uh, gotta keep saying that number so gotta keep saying that so that way next week we know we're at 377 yeah let's see if we can remember that next week <laughs> probably not uh, shout wheels out wheels come off the cart when Tricky's not around the wheels, the wheels have come off the cart bad tonight for me uh, shout out to my wife that made some awesome chili soup this week when it, we had the polar vortex go through here and and everybody complained about how cold it was. Such a cool name for a weather movement. It was. And it, you know what? Polar Vortex. And you know what? It was cold, but just dress for it. I, 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 I don't know. I live in Ohio, so it's it's not like I lived in Florida and all of a sudden it got to 40 below. Uh, also sounds like it could be a hair metal band. That does. Polar Vortex. Um, Like we said... Wheels off the show, we're pretty much riding a unicycle at this point. <laughs> we're holding this thing together with duct tape and band-aids. Give me my bubblicious bubble gum. I'm going to hold this sucker together. Hold it together. Um, you know, that'll do it for me. Well, I won't, that won't do it for me. Shout out to Tricky, who I know wanted to be here tonight. Um, he, you know, Like we've said, he's got a lot of stuff going on right now. So that's cool. Uh, shout out to Alex for hosting tonight and being here with me to record. And that, that'll do me. Peace out. All right. And I, first and foremost, want to thank our listeners. Thank you all very much for spending some time with us every week. You know, time is precious. Time is important. And it never seems like we have any of it in our day, excuse me, enough of it in our days to do the things we want to do. But we do appreciate whether you listen to us on your daily commute, while you go to work, uh, while you're at work. We fear at the gym. We do appreciate your time. So thank you very much for being a supporter of this show, uh, being the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse, because we would not be on Stitcher. We would not be on iHeartRadio or Spotify without your support. So thank you all very much for listening every single week. Also want to give a shout out to Yield for recording with me tonight. Thank you, sir, for getting on here and discussing some PlayStation 5. Rumors. Yeah, we'll call them rumors. I mean... We kind of expect the PlayStation 5 at this point, but we'll, I mean, there's still rumors because hasn't been confirmed yet. Well, nothing's been confirmed. Uh, everyone's pretty much banking. It, since it didn't happen this year, it's going to happen next year. Sony's pulled their press conference from E3 next year, I'm pretty sure. And so it, everything points to a PSX or a private announcement. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're getting an announcement this year. They don't want to share the limelight with anyone else when they announce something like that. Nope. And, and I mean, E3, if they did announce it at E3, that would kind of steal the show. But also, I'm sure that, you know, Microsoft, if they have an announcement about their next console, Sony doesn't really want to share the limelight with them about that. No. And also, I don't believe anything until Shuhei Yoshida says it. Truth. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe it until it comes out of the, the man's mouth. So I'm waiting for that. But, you know, I want to give a shout-out also to Tricky, who, again, could not be here tonight. Um, but hopefully we have to, we, we hope to have him back regularly every week. I'm sure that he wants to get back to, uh, to the show every week instead of, you know, dealing with some of the stuff he's been dealing with. Um, shout-out to Steven as well and our main man, Sid, for all the great work he does for Trophy Horrors. And, uh... Last but not least, I want to give a shout-out to my loving girlfriend, Ashley, who made a delicious pot roast dinner tonight. Mac and cheese, asparagus, asparagus, and mashed potatoes. Yeah, delicious dinner. We went to the park today to enjoy some of the sun because it was in the 60s here. Can't remember the last time it was in the 60s in February in Louisville. Uh, but just for being a tremendous partner, thank you, Ashley, uh, for not for doing far more than making a delicious dinner, just being supportive of me and being willing to play games with me. She uh, she bought the family Super Mario Party last night, so we were 
testing the bonds of our relationships um, <laughs> by playing some Mario Party. People buying stars, thieving stars, thieving coins. Everything's intact, so we're good. But, you know, Mario Party's kind of a destroyer of friendships. So we, we were testing it, but we're, we're nice and strong. Feelings were hurt. Tears were shed. This ha- this house ain't made, made out of popsicle sticks and gum, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, but thank you to my love, Ashley, for always being a wonderful partner. Slanders were thrown. God, I tell you, I remember back in the days, like, Mario Party, it's serious. People people getting pissed over those stars. You got a secret star? You got a hidden space? What the fuck? <laughs> Insults were had. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like that game has started more arguments than any other game. Like, more than Mario Kart, more anything, like... The amount of frustration that's in, like, because Mario Party's less about skill and more about complete luck. Uh, uh, I don't know. My my brother to this day still won't play a friend of, his friend and me one-on-one in Mario Kart anymore. Mario Kart, okay, that's another game that is not skill-based, it's more so luck-based. Because... Those blue, those blue shells... Well, the items in the game, like, the fact that you get crap items when you're in first and everyone else is basically, like, it's open season on you because everyone else <laughs> behind you is toting blue shells and even red shells. I mean, if someone's got three red shells, like, I've been hit before, like, two, three times in a row and I fall back six spaces all because I was good enough to get in first. Yeah. I will say this, that I feel like I played some of the new Mario Party for uh, the Switch. I, I don't, well, I guess I shouldn't say it's new. I guess it's just... Mario Kart 8, oh, I think I said Mario Party. Mario Kart, I think just Mario Kart 8, the the super duper version. It feels like they've almost nerfed it to where you can't actually fall off the tracks anymore. Aww. Because there were some turns by the side, the turns on tracks where I should have fallen off where I didn't. I actually stayed on the track. So I feel like they've even further nerfed that game to the point where after playing it for like maybe three, four races, I'm not really super excited to play Mario Kart again. Actually, I think, I'm going to say this now, like, I think the best version of Mario Kart ever was Mario Kart Wii. Yep, I'm going to say that. I'm going to put that out there. I'll throw that in the universe. Never. Oh, I know, you're probably going to say 64, because everyone always says 64. I never played the Wii version. I don't know. I have a lot of fun with Double Dash. P- Double Dash does have Petey Piranha. But I feel like the gimmick of having two, like, two people on the cart just completely died after that one, after that one game, so. It, it, it did, but. But like, but me and my buddies, we'll sit there, and you know, you got one guy driving, the other guy is your offense and defense, so you just drive, and then we flip flop every, you know, we'll we'll do the sixteen race for the cup. So every other race, you flip flop drivers. So anyway, all right. Well, thank you all for for joining this week on the latest episode latest episode of Nintendo Dual Screens. Yep. Yep. Let's get the fuck out of here. Have a good week, everybody. Happy trophy hunting. Peace out, lighter. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs>